Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Fournier, and welcome to VXI Conversations. Welcome back to VXI Conversations. This is episode four. My name is Jamie Fournier. I'm so excited to be here in this series of podcasts. We talk about everything that has to do with the BPO industry. During our last episode, specifically, we talked about how to find a job in the new normal. In this episode, we'll dive deeper as our guests will help you sharpen your interview skills so you can make a good first impression on any recruiter. So before we start this conversation, let's meet our guests for this episode. A big hello, Carlo and Chrissy. Good morning, everyone. Hi, Carlo. Hi, Chrissy. Hi. How are you guys doing? We're doing very great. It, it's so nice to have you both here. We're going to talk about why you have so much to share with our viewers and listeners and what department you work in. Uh, before anything else, though, can you please introduce yourselves to our viewers and listeners and specifically talk about your experience in the BPO industry and VXI Philippines? Let's start off with Chrissy. My name is Chrissy, and um, I've been with the industry for nine years. So I started to join the BPO industry in 2013. I started in the recruitment department and until now still in recruitment. I'm very happy to be here. And that's wonderful, Chrissy. We're happy to have you as well. I mentioned your departments before I asked you guys to introduce yourselves because you work in the re recruitment department. You've been in this department for nine years, and I know you have mm -hmm. a lot of tips to share with our viewers and listeners, and I can't wait to divulge all of them later on. But we also have Carlo from Davao City. Hi, Carlo. Hello, uh, Jamie. Hello, everyone. My name is Carlo. Um, I started my career in the BPO industry uh, very early when I was 17 years old. I started college. I juggled between work and study. And then after that, I became part of VXI back in 2013, a long time ago. Um, I started as an agent, uh, climbing a ladder, going to as a trading specialist, and after that, a trading supervisor. And right now, I'm very happy that I'm part of the recruitment team. <laughs> Great. You know, again, another individual from the recruitment team who also has had experience in training. So I know there's so much to discuss as we navigate through this conversation. Our topic for today is acing those job interviews, the tips we can give in order to make sure our viewers and listeners can leave a lasting and good impression on recruiters they have to have interviews with. So as we navigate through this conversation, we'll talk about the tips and feel free, Chrissy and Carlo, to share more about these tips and you know additional information you can share with our viewers and listeners. So let's start off with the first tip that's often given to those going for interviews, and it is to make sure that you open your mouth when you're speaking. Carlo, you've had experience in training and also in recruitment. What can you say about this? That's uh, correct, Jamie. I think it's very important to open our mouth because that's the first step in order for us to, you know, to really speak. I'd like to give you a little bit of background about my story and uh, why this is, you know, very important. So we offer free training in recruitment 
for those people who have at some point have failed the validation process and we still think that they have potential to become a mm-hmm. part of you know any other different uh different line of businesses and surprisingly i've come across you know many applicants who do, who don't know what opening their mouth is they under the impression mm-hmm. that when they speak uh they're opening their mouth but actually i'd like to give you know the, the idea on the difference between a native english speaker and a non-native english speaker if you allow me jane you can be more technical. of course please go ahead carlo the <laughs> speaker can um can open their mouth the least but they can be clear in other words they can speak but they can be very efficient probably mm-hmm. they've been doing that since the beginning of time since they started you know um talking um probably at the age of 1 they're really pretty good at it but it's a different story for non-native english speakers like us because we mm-hmm. have an effort in order for us to make clear and uh, we don't have that kind of ability to uh, automatic ability to move in a way that we can be both efficient and reduce you know some um, clarity so mm-hmm. we really have to make an effort because otherwise uh the sounds do not come up very clearly especially right mm-hmm. now that we're doing most of the interviews over the phone there's a lot of connectivity issues possibility of you know signal issues it's very important for us to you know uh, open your mouth just so we can mm-hmm. modulate your voice and we can pronounce uh very well All right. So make sure you open your mouths and make sure that pronunciation is at its best. Of course, nothing mm-hmm. can be perfect, but doing that can really help you practice. Uh even before an interview, it helps when you move around. Uh you know, I always think of it this way too. I was in recruitment and training. Mm-hmm. At the onset of all my training classes, we would always have exercises because I believe that the mouth needs to be exercised as well. So mm-hmm. even before events these days, I do that too. So I have language exercises just to make sure that i move my mouth around and that it's mm-hmm. alert and awake and ready to speak clearly as you said carlo most of the interviews these days in the new normal happen on the phone so that is even more important to make sure that your words are clear thank you so yeah. much for sharing that now another tip that's often given out there chrissy is that you should practice in front of a mirror now what can you say about that i love that classic advice it's <laughs> been an all-time advice to speak in front of a mirror well the reason why i advise that is because you would like to see your facial expression while you're delivering your sentences you'd like to see if you're moving or doing unnecessary gestures so that you can find those little awkward things that you'd like to improve on as you go along and also um well everyone prepares for the interview like you know practice wrote down notes and how they answered the questions but we'd like to eliminate your over reliance on your notes because mm-hmm. definitely when you attend to an interview you cannot bring your notebook with you so practice in front of a mirror so some it gives you a sense of you know it adds on the confidence on how you're going to deliver your your answers later on the interview All right, uh it helps you become more aware and hopefully as Chrissy mentioned, it gives you more confidence uh to go through the actual interview. Now, another thing that is often given as a tip out there for those going for interviews is to make sure you listen to yourself. So, yes, open your mouth. Yes, look at yourself when you're talking, mm-hmm. practice in front of a mirror, but mm-hmm. a lot of individuals also say you have to make sure you know how to listen to yourself when you speak. Mm-hmm. Carlo, you've been in training. What can mm-hmm. you say about this tip? 
I think, you know, that's a very important tip, Jamie. It's very important for us to follow ourselves, understand what we're saying. And one mm-hmm. way for you to do that is to record you, you, yourself. You have to, to at least prepare a set of interview questions and then record that with yourself. So we have this kind of mental recording that we know how we sound like in our brain. But actually, mm-hmm. it's really different when you're going to play it back. And then after recording, I realized at one point when I you know applied in VXI, I recorded myself and right after that, I played it back. And I never realized mm-hmm. that it sounded very insecure and defensive with my answers. And um, had I not recorded myself, I would never know that I sound like that. And I never mm-hmm. sound like confidence that I can do the job. And I think that's a very important point. That's just among all things that you can discover. And one thing that I realized as well, um, or recognize is that every time I end my statement, it's always like a question. It's not a declarative statement. And that's not a mm-hmm. good thing because you may want to sound credible and professional, right? Uh, second is I speak extremely fast. I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. doing that right now. But You're not, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when we prepare, it's just, you know, uh, natural for us to want to give those ideas out there. Okay. But sometimes we're not giving the interviewer the chance to make a follow-up question. And we're, we're mm-hmm. it all out there. It's just not right because you're not very targeted with your answer. So it's not mm-hmm. correct. And third, which is the most important thing, is fillers. I never realized that I uh, use words uh, actually all the time. The ums and the ahs, those are fillers that are uh, really could negatively impact um, your interview. So I think mm-hmm. that's very effective. And one effective thing that you can do at home or even where, wherever you are, pick a friend who can provide you an honest feedback if you're doing good mm. for yourself. And then maybe she can give a feedback if you're doing good or not. All right. Wonderful tips there, Carlo. You know, be aware of how you speak. Sometimes, as you mentioned, we have a mental recording of what we sound like. But Mm -hmm. when we actually record ourselves, we're able to pick on what we can improve on more because there is continuous growth when it comes to a language that isn't our first language. It reminded me of my training days. I used to be in communication and culture, as mentioned earlier. And as a trainer, that was the first step I would make sure my trainees would go through, I'd make them listen to themselves. So Mm -hmm. we have assessments which are recorded and I'll play it for them. So aside from my feedback, they can hear what they sound like and they're able Mm -hmm. to say, okay, I need to work on fillers. Okay. Mm -hmm. I need to work on the speed of how I talk. So it's really helpful when you're Mm -hmm. aware of how you speak and what you sound like. So thank you for that, Carlo. Now this was mentioned earlier especially by Carlo during one of his answers, he said that it's not our first language. So it takes effort for us to ensure that we're understood and Mm -hmm. our English communication is clear, especially for future customers out there. Now, a lot of people also say that aside from these language exercises, reading can also be beneficial. Chrissy, what can you say about this tip? That's actually true, Jamie. It's important that we read um, it because uh, for you to be a good speaker, you also have to improve on the other competencies surrounding your uh, your language uh, communication skills. Mm-hmm. So reading helps you to learn new words. Um, it en- enhances your vocabulary and see how mm-hmm. they're being used in a sentence. It mm-hmm. makes you enhance your comprehension because you see your sent the sentences in in complete uh, written 
manner and you see how the chronology of the thought is being arranged and exactly. um, most importantly grammar grammar because well mm. i know that we have a lot of different means to learn now especially with the media being all over and everybody even young kids are accessible to me uh, uh have access to media grammar mm -hmm. is something that you can um see uh um see right away on the textbooks on the on the mm -hmm. book see how the words are arranged you see how how um how sentences are words how plurality and the singularity of this and that are are, are seen so it's important that you give uh, attention to reading too i know it's important to sound of very uh proficient like your pronunciation is good when during your interviews but the mm -hmm. other competencies leading to that is also important that we enrich it and we help it through reading I love that. So I agree, you know, reading can really help you in terms of your grammar, word construction, or sentence construction, rather, choice of words even. Uh, we'll talk about that later on, choice of words especially. Now, I remember, I just want to share, I remember a teacher in high school, and, you know, he is one of the main reasons I fell in love with the English language. He used to teach Shakespeare in my high school, and he would have words of the day, every week every day actually every day and mm -hmm. to this very day i'm in my 30s i didn't plan on sharing that but to this day <laughs> that has left a lasting impression on me because i i feel like the more you read and the more you explore these words even if you have just words for the day it can really help you become more confident as you speak mm -hmm. in english so that's also another tip that might help individuals out there so you're more confident when you're speaking english no more words read mm -hmm. more have words of the day as well now aside from reading chrissy and carlo a lot of individuals also say that watching tv tv and movies can be really helpful for those trying to master the english language carlo what can you say about this I would agree with that, uh, Jamie. I think by far that's the most easiest avenue that we can learn English, right? Mm -hmm. okay, so uh, we're no BPO. We are evaluated to speak in English, and when we're watching movies, there's a lot of things that we can pick up. There's a lot of moving pieces when we watch movies. Uh, first is you can learn new vocabulary, right? Even if you don't mm -hmm. know the meaning of the words, but uh, the way they react, the context clues, you know, there's just a lot of things in play. You can learn a lot of words. Second is your pronunciation. There's no best way for you to learn good pronunciation than to listen to a native English speaker. And you can do mm -hmm. that sitting on the couch or just resting and watching you know, movies, right? Exactly. And then after that, you can learn more about conversations and different contexts, especially idiomatic expressions. I wanna share a little mm -hmm. bit of this. <laughs> um, Please, Carlo, the more tips, the better. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when we speak to Americans, they would regard uh, or they would see us as someone who's credible and professional if we can speak their language. And mm -hmm. America, in the United States, when I was not there, <laughs> um, they would always speak uh, with idiomatic expressions because that's how they play with their language. And if you can interject mm -hmm. those kind of idiomatic expressions with your interview, I think, or with, with the way you speak with a native English speaker, I think that would really help uh, you mm -hmm. ace your interview. Exactly. You know, and that's being assessed in interviews as well, right? In the recruitment process, whether you're able to understand mm -hmm. customers in the future, that's foresight mm -hmm. that's taken into consideration during the interview. But mm -hmm. then, you know, let's go back to the fact that this isn't our first language, and especially mm -hmm. for the fresh graduates out there, you know, English can be intimidating for some people. And a lot of people are afraid to make mistakes, especially during the beginning of the recruitment process, during the interview. So what can you say about the tip 
that is, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of making mistakes, especially in the interview process. Chrissy? Well, that's true. Well, it's part of being human to commit mistakes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we, 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 we tend to get very nervous. So that's why we commit those mistakes. So interviewers under that understand that. It does not mean that you committed a mistake that means that you don't know what you're saying. Probably you're nervous. Mm -hmm. so that's something that we also take into consideration. Plus, in terms of interview, we're not looking for someone like exactly perfect, perfect. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're looking for skills. We're looking for trainability. We're looking for the ability for you to grow more as you go through training and other uh, parts of, you know, of your uh, journey with the company. So you don't have to be perfect, perfect. That's why we're looking for and we're encouraging those candidates with no experience yet, fresh graduates, to apply because we mm -hmm. are very welcoming of everyone and we're very excited to see how people grow. So making mistakes during the interview, do not beat yourself so hard about it. They're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I love that, Chrissy. I'm sure that a lot of our viewers and listeners are gaining a, a dose of you know confidence from that statement. No one is perfect, and don't be afraid to make mistakes because you know VXI Philippines is excited to give opportunities to those even without experience in the call center industry. Mm -hmm. And even if you make mistakes during the interview, that is not the end of it all because you know they're looking for the skill set that you need to be able to deliver the job. You cannot be perfect especially during the interview process. And we also have to take note that there's training that happens after you get the job. All right. But before you get the job, now we've discussed uh, the tips of how you can leave a good impression on any recruiter out there. Let's discuss how you can ace the actual interview. One thing to take into consideration is body language. Carlo, what can you say about body language and how you're supposed to think of this when you're doing interviews, whether it's face-to-face -face or on the phone, especially in the new normal? Okay, body language is, you know, very important, Jamie, because it talks about the manner, uh, the gesture, and about the posture. It conveys meaning to the interviewer. And uh, I don't know if you've talked about this, but if you have, you know, have you ever talked to someone and they became, they became very interested about how you talk to them? And sometimes yeah. they ask engaging questions. And sometimes not, it's not because of the question, but because how you demonstrated your um, your body language. It's very important mm -hmm. first to maintain uh, an adequate eye-to-eye -eye contact, not to the point that you, you go creepy. <laughs> okay, and <laughs> You just have to maintain an adequate eye-to-eye -eye contact and maybe, you know, talk. And then if you think that it can help you for you to um, verbal, non-verbal cues like hand gestures, that can really help you elicit, you know, the words, and um, explain something that you can't really explain when you're just steady right there and then mm -hmm. um, just being trapped around being interviewed. Yeah. It's really important for you to at least move around a little bit, not to the point that it's uh, it's distracting. And in terms okay. of look at these things, uh, really. Mm -hmm. So make sure you maintain eye contact, but don't be creepy when you're doing it. <laughs> Just make sure that you look genuine and you're interested in the conversation. You shared key points there, Carlo. Be engaged in the conversation. Sound interested. Be in the now of that conversation. Um, but I want to make this more applicable to what we're all going through now. As you mentioned and Chrissy mentioned, some of the interviews will be on the phone. So how sure. would body language come into play when the interview is on the phone? 
Okay, I think you can do that by just, you know, um, modulating your voice. I think that has something mm -hmm. to do with your uh, body language as well. And when you're talking over the phone, it's just easy for, I think, you know, it's easy for you to zone out the kind of emotions that you'd like to pursue because you're not really facing. But uh, I think there's a lot of advantage if you're doing that over the phone because you can do all the hand gestures and you can do the grandstanding. I do that all the time, okay? Whenever <laughs> I ask questions and I'm not really very comfortable to answer that, I stand and I make myself clear. I walk around um, mm. and I'm very comfortable to do that. And I think that's an advantage if you're doing an interview over the phone. There's just okay. a lot of things that you can do. <laughs> mm -hmm. So even moving around and just making your self feel at ease walking mm -hmm. around standing up standing straight can mm -hmm. help your confidence yeah uh when you're mm -hmm. doing these interviews right even if you're mm -hmm. just on the phone that that's the, true for me as well carlo so thank you for mm -hmm. sharing that now yeah. earlier i mentioned uh words and how they are used to have effective communication mm -hmm. chrissy what can you say about choice of words um it's important to be aware of the the words that you're using, the choices of words that you're going for, especially if you're going for a job interview. Well, if you're applying for a corporate position, it wouldn't hurt to use some corporate jargons because it makes you, uh, it gives an impression that you know what you're talking about, you know what you are um, applying for, and that you mm -hmm. have prepared prior to the interview. Now, okay. as we know, the, the BPO industry is less corporate than other industries, so um you can learn some uh jargons over over you know it's available on the internet just learn about the industry um mm -hmm. and also uh find those keywords that would be uh looking for especially in the bpo industry we put emphasis on the customer service we put mm -hmm. emphasis into into those things so you can look for that um just make sure to be professional still, even if, you know, we're, we're, we, we try to make the conversations very casual because, you know, it's already the, the, the millennial uh, uh, time. So we try to make the conversation casual, but um, do not lose it. Do not, but just stay just con uh, confident and professional. Okay. So it's a casual conversation. Turns out to sound like a casual conversation, but still be professional. Yes. And it will also help if you know jargon or you know more about the BPO industry. So do your research and know about the industry as well. And please remember that even if you're a fresh graduate, this is all attainable. You know, just looking at articles, reading articles out there and resources that can help you better understand what the job is all about. It's all readily available and you can have your hands on them and you can better prepare for these interviews and words you can use in these interviews as well. Now, another thing to take into consideration, especially, you know, Carlo, you, you were in training before you joined recruitment, right? Yeah. So talk about the voice and how important that is during an interview. Yeah, first of all, it's not the contest, it's the voice. <laughs> uh, when you talk about the voice, it's about the tone of your voice. Most likely, if you apply for a customer service representative in any BPO companies, your first task is to be able to speak to your customers effectively and satisfy their needs. And one way to show uh, to show that is for you to sound upbeat, friendly, and professional over the phone. That is, you know, mm -hmm. that is my recipe, okay? Um, I, I don't mean to brag, but you know, I became top one when I was still in nesting. And one of my mm -hmm. secrets, that you know, I made sure that my voice is modulated, and at the same time, I don't sound insecure. Just like what mm -hmm. I said earlier, I don't sound like I'm, I'm asking a question. 
very important for you to fake it until you make it. I think that's the secret of customer service representative. Uh, you you become a subject matter expert of your line of business, and it's important for you to show that you know how to navigate things. And even mm -hmm. if you don't know something, you can just uh, you know effectively say, um, "Let me put you on hold for about fifteen minutes. For about two minutes, I'll get back to you." And then you you came with you you come again with with your customer, and then provide a better answer. So very important for you to sound credible and professional over the phone. That's why be friendly, upbeat, and uh, professional. All right. Be friendly, upbeat, professional, confident as yeah. well. You know, you, you mentioned a line that I used to often share with my trainees. Mm -hmm. Make it till you make it. It's not bad. You know, you have to make sure that you sound confident and you're upbeat. And that is what is being heard by either your recruiters or mm -hmm. your customers. And Carlo got into the conversation of what the future is like, what the job entails, because mm -hmm. even during the recruitment process, even during the interview, this is something that recruiters Correct me if I'm wrong, Chrissy and mm -hmm. Carlo. This is something that's being assessed, whether you're upbeat, you sound mm -hmm. genuine, or you're confident. Right, Chrissy that's and true. Carlo? That's true. Mm -hmm. okay. I would like to add something about that. So when you go to interview, you have to have you know, this kind of foresight. Okay, what mm -hmm. kind of job am I applying for? What are those you know, competencies that I have to bring into the table in order for me to get the job? And when you talk about customer service representative, that's about, you know, servicing the customer. Most likely you would service over the phone, right? Mm -hmm. And what are these things? Okay. And you have to show that to the interviewer in order for you to get the job. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's one secret right there. You really have Wonderful. to Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Carlo. Thank you, Chrissy, for sharing that. We've discussed, you know, tips on how they can improve or make sure they uh, leave a good impression on recruiters. We've also discussed body language, voice, choice of words. Now that we know the tips and techniques on how we can ace interviews, now it's time for us to learn how to answer some common BPO job interview questions. As you said, we need to practice. You know, there are questions out there that for sure will be asked during the recruitment process. And one of which is that, you know, uh, what do you know about the BPO industry? Now, this is a question often asked. In fact, it might be the first question they ask. So Chrissy, what can you say about this question? How can they really make sure they answer this correctly or in the best way that they can? Uh, Jamie, this question is something that every candidate especially in the bpo industry should prepare for i cannot stress it enough how important it is to prepare and this question shows how much you have prepared um mm -hmm. you have to search um and uh, research and study what the industry is about we would like to know if you have um identified how this uh how how this industry works because if you know how this industry works, you know what kind of job you're applying for, you know what skills are you going to sell, uh, you know how to put your position, uh, how, how to position yourself into, you know, being able to getting the inclination of the recruiter of hiring you. So mm -hmm. research, it's important for you to know and to check as well the other companies under the same industry. And that also helps you identify which one would you like to apply for and why. So those mm -hmm. questions are, you know, are, are interconnected. Um, so mm -hmm. start with the root question, what do you know about the BPO industry? And good thing right now, resources are available. Great. So know the industry, start mm -hmm. from that question. So you can also explore 
one thing that's often asked as well. Chrissy, you mentioned this. You said, you know, when you do your research about what holistically the BPO industry is, you also figure out what career path you want to have and why you're considering mm -hmm. working in the BPO industry. And that's another question that's often mm -hmm. asked. Why are you considering applying mm -hmm. in this industry? So Carlo, what can you say about that question? How can applicants out there answer this effectively? Yeah, okay. I think that's a very important question, Jane. Thank you. I think I can. Uh, that resonates to my life before because when I applied, I don't have any, you know, goals or paths. What's my uh, long-term goals right here? It's very important. I think that's one of the questions that might be asked for me. What are your short-term and long-term goals? When we say short-term, mm -hmm. those are just you know things that you can achieve in a year, maybe. But when you say long-term, sort of things that you can achieve maybe five years or more. And it's very important that you have a concrete plan under. Um, to become a call center representative. Because being in the BPO industry, there's just a lot of opportunities in the table that they can offer you. And mm -hmm. one thing that you can do is to um, you know, answer that with, you know, with career, like you, you want opportunities and growth in the future. I think you know mm -hmm. that's you have to be genuine around that and you have to have a plan that you can just stay in there. I think interviewers would appreciate that you have a plan in the future for yourself and not just be being staying uh, right there as a as a rep, but at least, you know, climb up the ladder of success, become a TL maybe, a trainer or QA, it depends. On, on All your, right. Yeah. I love that because yes, uh, mm. know your pro projected career path as well. And when you answer why you're working in the industry and when you explore how you can answer this question, you also help yourself understand what kind of career path you mm -hmm. want to take in this industry, which not only helps your recruiter as you answer this mm -hmm. question, but also helps you mm -hmm. have a long career in the yeah. industry. You have to know what you want from the very beginning. And if you don't, yeah. of course, you can figure it out in the process. But hopefully this question and exploring your answers to this will help you understand what kind of mm -hmm. career you can have in the BPO industry. It helps when you declare yeah. it at the onset of your recruitment process, right, Chrissy and Carlo? So they know where you can go in terms of departments in the future. I would agree with that, Jamie. And to add a little bit, um, mm -hmm. I'm an interviewer myself, and I would appreciate if someone will tell me about their plans in the future, because that just tells me that they have long-term plans. One mm -hmm. of the things that we consider is someone is going to be with us for a long period of time, right? We consider mm -hmm. it as well. And when you talk about your plans, it means to say that you have a plan to stay longer than mm -hmm. uh, before. <laughs> Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Carlo, for sharing that. Now, now that we've shared these tips, you know, make sure you know about the BPO industry, make sure you know what career path you want to take and make sure you're able to answer why you want to work in this industry. One facet of recruitment interviews would also be what the job entails. And uh, a big part of the BPO industry is customer service. So this question please expect it to be asked as well. And that is, what is good customer service? So Chrissy, how can our listeners and viewers answer this question during job interviews? Um, it's easy to answer that if you put yourself in the position of a customer. So if you would like to identify what a good customer service is, know how you would like to be assisted. Um, mm -hmm. Would you like to talk to someone who would keep you hanging for a while before answering to your questions or somebody who um, who will be with you the whole time ensuring that your um, concerns are answered? 
So you, you, you choose between the two. Would you like to talk to someone who's very rude, someone who woke up on the wrong side of the bed in the morning and taking out on you? So you'd like to talk to someone nice, right? So that's mm -hmm. something that you can uh, think about when you're asked that question. And answers will come very handy and easy. Love that. So put yourself in the shoes of customers in order for you to answer what good customer service is all about. Great tips. Chrissy, yeah. Carlo, do you have anything to add to that? Sorry right. if I cut I you off. Chris mm -hmm. just made a very good point. I think in the same manner, I want to be assisted the way I, you know, I, I would like to be, I would like to assist you the way I want to be assisted. It's just like, you know, mm -hmm. doing the things that you like as well. So I think that's a very good point, Chrissy. Okay. I think, you know, that that's a period. Thank you, Carlo. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Carlo and Chrissy. You know, this has been such a fruitful discussion and we were able to really give practical tips for listeners out there if they have job interviews scheduled or if they're still beginning to look at the BPO industry as an industry they want to work in. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise as recruiters, as a trainer former trainer, and sharing these tips because I know you helped a lot of our viewers and listeners out there. Before we wrap up our episode for today, would you like to say anything to those listening in on this conversation, starting off with Chrissy? Um, I, I guess my final tip would be something that you have we have already uh, talked about a while ago. Um, nobody's perfect. Don't be afraid mm -hmm. to commit mistakes. Just come in prepared. Uh, be confident. Be yourself. Uh, don't be stiff. So all those, uh, all those, you may have heard them or read them, but they always work. So just you know, bring your best smile and your personality. Be true to yourself, and yeah, all things will come into place. So good luck on your next interview. I love that. So be yourself, be, you know, genuine and be confident and just be true to yourself. I really love that tip, uh, Chrissy. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. We also have Carlo. Carlo, what is your last tip for those watching this or listening in uh, on the conversation? Yeah, a lot of you know, people were trying to apply for, for this job, treat interview as a very difficult task. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't want to not think that way because what your mind can conceive, your body can achieve. <laughs> Just like what the famous saying goes, right? So you really have to think, you really have to enjoy. I think that's the word right there. Enjoy every moment, enjoy the process. Whether you fail or not, you go home learned, right? Mm -hmm. You go home that you have something to talk about and you learn something from it. And when you go back, you can be better. Right. All so right. I think just my tip, you have to enjoy every process. Again, helpful tips, guys. Be yourself and enjoy the process. I love what you said, Carlo. What the mind can achieve, the body can achieve as well. Mental strength is also very essential as you go for these interviews. So be confident, know that you can do it. And Carlo, Chrissy, and I. We're all sure that you can ace your next job interview. A big thank you once again to Carlo and Chrissy for joining us for this episode. Now, once you're done with the preparation, you're now set to undergo your job interview. And remember, VXI is looking to give you that home in terms of your career. So send in your application if you have good communication skills, English communication skills. And if you're a graduate of at least high school, old curriculum, or senior high school, numerous career 
opportunities, including agent and non-agent vacancies, await you and in VXI. Now, you can also connect with VXI on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and on TikTok at VXIPH. In fact, you can see it on the screen down there. So once again, that's VXIPH. If you'd rather email, that's A-OK. You can email at careersph at VXI.com for your other inquiries. Once again, that's careersph at VXI.com. Anyway, that is it for today's episode. If you want to know more about the BPO industry and VXI, watch out for the next episodes of VXI Conversations. This is Jamie signing off. Take care and stay safe, everybody. just listen to VXI Conversations. To know more about us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at VXIPH. Again, this has been Jamie Fournier and hope to catch you on the next episode. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.